Welcome to the Learning Exchange, where L&D and HR professionals can dig deep into the ever-changing landscape of online learning and talent development. Each episode, we'll explore innovations in learning and discuss best practices with special guests from inside and outside the learning world. L&D is evolving, and the Learning Exchange is here to help you keep pace. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Learning Exchange. For today's topic, I really want to tackle feedback. Do you work at a company that has built a culture of feedback? Um, And what I mean by that is a culture that makes it very easy for people to give feedback, to encourage others to give feedback, as well as really um, people receiving feedback very well. Do you talk openly at your company about how to address negative or constructive feedback? Do you only encourage feedback as part of the annual performance review? Or maybe you're uh, a step ahead and you're actually encouraging it at the quarterly performance check-in. Are you limiting the discussion around feedback as an exercise between managers and subordinates? Or... Do you encourage feedback across all levels, up, down, sideways? Uh, It's a handful of questions I've already asked, and I've got a few more to come. When is the last time that you really spent time as an organization or even just as an employee focused on feedback? Do you talk about it at all as a topic that you mentioned by name, or do you blend it in with other things, maybe making it a little bit less obvious that you're actually focusing on feedback? Do you bury it in your training? Is it something that you have a, maybe you've got a dedicated training course that is all about giving and receiving feedback. Maybe it's part of a coaching module or it's part of a a management training. Uh, Do you do anything more as an organization outside of that maybe one or two training courses or outside of that performance interaction? I think a lot of organizations really struggle with this. Um, I, I think for many reasons, uh, those that come to mind, top of mind, are really, we've been conditioned that we sort of bake this in to teach you about feedback when we have a communication skills training. We teach you about feedback when we're developing new managers or when we are reinforcing uh, through leadership development programs, maybe even at the executive level, we provide some uh, some focus on feedback. but. What about the entire workforce? Do all the employees for your company understand what feedback is, how to give it, how to receive it, and why it is so valuable? I'd be willing to bet that uh, at least half of your company, unless you have a dedicated focus on this topic, at least half the company doesn't feel comfortable sharing feedback and probably won't tell you that they don't feel comfortable sharing feedback. So now let's let's go a little bit deeper for a second. What about your own style? Are you a giver of feedback? Are you always on the receiving end of feedback? If you are, do you know how to take constructive feedback and turn it into action? Do you know how to coach other people through this process? Uh, feedback is something that's really, really interesting. And it, it there's a lot of layers that we have to consider in order to make sure that we're getting it just right. Uh, I think, you know, it can be very normal 
for people to feel defensive when receiving feedback, especially if it's not all glowing and showering you with compliments. Uh, when's the last time you heard somebody say, can we talk for a minute? I have something I want to share with you. Um, trying to think of any other ways people might start that feedback conversation. Usually when you hear that in your mind, you're going, oh, great, here we go. What are they going to throw at me this time? What did I do right? What did I do wrong? What can I do more of? What do I need to do less of? Uh, but I'm starting from a defensive place. And I think part of that is really how we address it in the culture of our businesses. Um, it's also really normal for people to pay attention to, to the subtle things as part of the feedback. They're going to look at your eyes. They're going to look at your facial movements. They're going to look at your body language. They're going to listen to the tone. Maybe you're delivering a really bad message, but if your body language and your tone tend to uh, make it a little more positive or upbeat, then they're going to be less defensive when hearing that feedback. Um, as is the case with so many things, perception is reality. So when the person receiving the feedback feels a certain way, that's their reality. Um, they are really in control of how they feel how they hear and internalize the information, how they respond to the feedback based on their own perception of all the things, including perceived intent. So this means we have to always be mindful when giving feedback of all the things. We have to be mindful of our body language, tone of voice, eye contact. We have to be mindful of timing, um, right? We should be sensitive to things and not deliver feedback in a moment where it may or may not be received well. Now, I'm not saying that we should always press pause on feedback. Sometimes you have to give difficult feedback in the moment and it's not ideal. We should be mindful and make sure that we're not giving feedback to people out of retaliation or out of defense for something that they brought to us. We should also make sure that we're not giving feedback because we're just wanting to vent and we're in a bad mood and we want someone else to feel as bad as we do. Um, giving feedback is never productive in that circumstance. It should never be a malintentioned exercise. It should always be to improve, to offer um, feedback and insights that help improve the situation or enhance the experience of someone. So we should be thinking about when we're giving feedback, always trying to come from a place of genuine compassion, concern, empathy, and commitment to someone's well-being. We should be thinking about delivering feedback when we're living in a mindset of being a coach or a mentor. And really, it's all about just enhancing their experience, helping people to be better. Now, we should make sure that we're always clear and thorough with our feedback as well. Um, it should be considered a two-way dialogue that encourages both people or all people involved in the feedback session to engage in dialogue. It is not the intention that we want to encourage feedback to solve the problem in the moment. Oftentimes when we're giving feedback, we just need someone to listen to the feedback. We need to encourage discussion or dialogue to check for understanding, to make sure that they heard what we needed them to hear, that they were able to pick up the key messages and um, kind of move past any sort of emotion in the moment, just to check in and make sure that they got what we needed them to get. 
It's okay if you have feelings about it. It's okay if those feelings are not overwhelmingly positive. Create time for the person to go away and process what they've heard. But at the moment we're giving feedback, we should always make sure to check for understanding because if we don't, we run the risk of having to give feedback at a later time, at which point it's going to be way more uncomfortable. Now, to uh, to close us out, I have a couple of tips that I would like to share just as best practices when you're talking about feedback, whether this is you giving feedback and um, kind of imparting this information to those who are receiving it, or whether it's just for you as a person to better help yourself to be prepared to receive feedback. The first thing that you should always remember when giving feedback is you need to make sure it is focused on the behavior and not the person. So if you don't like a person's shoes or you don't like the fact that they have freckles, that is not something that feedback should be wrapped around um, because that is, in, in many ways, it's an attack on the person. What we'd want to do is make sure we're providing feedback in the work environment that is focused on the behavior. Are they approaching things in the right way? Are they approaching with an open mind? Are they seeking um, to approach with the intent of understanding and getting to resolution? Or is it more about um, some other motive? Uh, another tip, uh, I heard this countless times as a child and it stuck with me. You were given two ears and one mouth for a reason. And that means we should be listening twice as much as we're talking. So when we get into feedback, it can be really easy to get defensive if we're on the receiving end. It can be really easy for us to sense that somebody who's on the receiving end is getting defensive and for us just to want to power through and make sure that they hear the message. Um, there are ways to navigate and negotiate that. But at the end of it, we have to also make sure everybody understands that the purpose of receiving feedback requires that we listen. We have to listen and process what we're, what we're hearing so we can then figure out how to bring action forward. That also means that we have to constantly work to coach our employees that when we're receiving feedback, we should be listening and be present. We should not be interrupting, we should not be defending, and we shouldn't be in our heads processing. And you can see me doing this on screen if you're watching the video, eyes kind of looking away, or you can tell I'm thinking about something. That's me listening to what you're saying, but I'm waiting for my opportunity to lob into that conversation. Uh, we should just help people understand it's okay to receive feedback, to just listen and process it. We're not giving feedback with bad intentions. It is not an attack on your person. It's in the spirit of trying to help you be better at whatever the task or the situation might be. Um, you should always make sure in times of feedback that you are present, both as the person giving feedback and the person receiving feedback. And what that means is give your entire self to that conversation. If you are going to be distracted, if you're worried about time, if you're worried about what's happening over here or over there or that thing that you left undone, um, then you need to be able to create an environment where people can express that. Hey, I really want to hear this feedback, but I'm not in the right place at the moment. So can we pause it so I can get things cleared off and bring my whole self to this conversation? Uh, we have to be mindful of the body language. 
And in, in virtual world, this is even more important because we don't have access to the full picture. Um, in some cases, all we have is audio. So we just have that tone of voice and we have to be really mindful of the tone we use. We, um, if we get the benefit of using Zoom or some other virtual experience where we've got cameras in place, then we can start to understand at least uh, facial expressions. We may not see full body language, but look for, look for clues as to how people are receiving the information. You can really read when, uh, when it's something they're struggling with, when there is some bit of defensiveness starting to kind of build um, when there is a, a disbelief or a disagreement, you can read that on someone's face. You can hear it in their tone. You can certainly see it in the body language. So be mindful of those things and use those as your cues to seek um, to, to kind of validate that they understand what you're talking about. Make sure that they're not hearing it with uh, maybe they're hearing it clouded by emotions and it feels more like a personal attack when, in fact, all you're trying to do is coach the behaviors. Behaviors are things we can change. Um, you should always make sure in a feedback session that you show up ready and willing and open to receive the feedback. And this is something that can be really difficult for people, um, especially if I've got a lot of stuff going on. In current world, we're all working remotely. I might have a meltdown happening right outside my office door. And I need to give attention to that, but I'm listening to feedback from you and I'm trying to pay attention to both, um, right? Like there's things that I could do to raise my hand and say, perhaps now is not a good time for this feedback conversation. You as the person giving feedback could also check in to make sure, is this a good time? Um, if it's not a good time, make a concession, find a way to reschedule for a time where we can give some feedback. Again, understanding not all feedback is scheduled, not all feedback is, uh, is able to be coordinated in that way. But in the moment, use those skills of perception to really just understand what's, what's happening um, and is the person on the other end of your conversation in the right headspace to receive the information and be able to then process it to turn it into action. Uh, which leads me to my next tip, which is you should always make sure to create space and time for reflection. Um, you should be able to set expectations when you're giving feedback to someone that I've got feedback to give you. Um, you can use like a lot of methods I've seen. You can give feedback in writing and let them digest it there and show up to the conversation to then discuss how they feel and reactions and how we move through into action. Or you could give the feedback live and then create time and space for them to go away, think about it, process it. If something was maybe less than ideal or less than positive, give them a chance to really separate from the emotion and just really think about the words. And then last, but certainly not least, always, always, always make sure when you are giving feedback that the feedback is helpful for the other person. I will say that again, make sure that the feedback is helpful for the other person. Sometimes we feel compelled to jump into a situation and give feedback. And that feedback is not really the most helpful for the other person. It's helpful for us because it is helping us to convey that there's something we don't like, something that's not working for us. Um, but 
think about how you convey that message so that it can be received in a way that is beneficial to the person on the other end of the conversation. It is not an opportunity at any point to attack when we give feedback, but rather to open up a dialogue. So with this, I will uh, conclude for today. My closing thought is whether or not your organization is really mastering the, the feedback experience, you alone can start the change. You can lead by example. You can encourage others to participate in your experience. And through that, really start to create kind of a trust in what feedback should look like and then work to give tools to the rest of the workforce so that they also have those tools at their disposal to bring to that feedback conversation. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, and never stop learning. Thank <laughs> you.